Today is Sunday, November 18th. This is episode 2, and we're talking around the title. So, this week was mostly baseball. Um, from Sunday to Sunday. I just gathered a lot of information about the MLB. Talked a lot about, well, this week was the awards. So, we're just kind of going over the MLB awards they give out. Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, MVP, Manager of the Year. Um, we got a future retirement who possibly could be a Hall of Famer. We'll let you guys be the judge, judges. I have a few stats to throw out for him. Um, we'll be talking a little bit of free agents as well. You know, mostly pitchers, but there might be a few names couple names anyways, I'm sure you guys all know who I'm talking about, the big guys, the big guns, 300 million guys, but that's down the road, um, so we're going to start uh, MVPs, uh, let's say, we'll go AL, AL MVPs, I had no issues at all, um, we'll go first, third, in final voting, um, Mookie Bats, Mike Trout, oh, and then we got uh, Ramirez, uh, in third, so I'll be I'll be honest, no issues at all, no issues for this. I I thought they made the right move, even in as you guys, if you guys have listened to my first, this is a very my first and early odd podcast episode number one. Um, I said describe my teams that I like, teams that I cheer for. I said I'm a huge Yankees fan, but I just love the game of baseball. All 30 teams, just, I am I mean, you put out the effort, you put up good stats, I'm going to think you're a great player, and that's as simple as it gets. So, yeah, you know what? Every year, I think Mike Trout, like most people will say, will be a finalist for the MVP. If it's not top two, be top three. I have a cool little stat about that here in a moment, but I think they made the right move. Mookie Betts definitely deserved the MVP. Um, he won pretty much every award that gives out, MLB gives out. Um, so yeah, no, for sure, he deserved it. Mike Trope did miss a little time, he was injured for a little bit. Monkey Bats played the majority of, like, pretty much all the season, so that definitely had the upper ante on beating Trope. Sadly, they talk about a famous stat now in the MLB is war wins above replacement, so, which, I mean, makes, to me, it makes no sense. It should just go back to the old school. How many games you played, your average, how many home runs, how many hits. Uh, RBIs is huge, I think. Um, no, they're just all about wins, above replacements, which technically means whatever it is. So uh, if you have a 3.2 or a 3.9, if you have a 3.9 win war, you're better. The point nine, the point two means nothing. It just rounds more or less rounds up and down. Um, that's just an example. It makes really no sense at all. It's not for anyone. I'm sure there are guys that have three two and three nine, but it to me it makes no sense. Um, that's where I'm at about that. NL MVPs. Again, I think the MLB nailed it right on the coffin here. They went. First to third, Yelich, 
Baez and Arenado. Um, to be honest, perfect results. I think a lot of people, including myself, would have thought uh, Javier Baez had MVP locked up. He kind of slowed down middle to especially to the end of the year. Um, yeah, let's he kind of did the opposite. He just turned it up. He realized how fast he was going. He stayed in sixth gear. He didn't look back. He didn't have rear view mirrors. He didn't have side mirrors. He just kept going forward on the highway. And that's as easy as it goes. I mean, that's why he got the NL MVP. And, I mean, how he played in the playoffs definitely helped him. So that's definitely stats I had to go off of about this. Um... Quick couple of little names, tidbits. I had to add into this, jot down on my paperwork here. Uh, for the AL, I thought JD Martinez technically could have been a win, MV- an, an MVP. He could have won it. Yeah, his teammate Mookie Betts played amazing. Uh, did he play better than Trout? He hit better, I'd say. But I see this is the biggest problem is JD is majority in DH. And I've searched this stat up multiple times, seeing from other websites, sources, anything I could find. There's not there's never been a DH on a lone DH. And we all know how good David Ortiz was when he played for Boston. A primary DH. The only times he'd ever played first was in the playoffs or interleague ball. If not, he was sitting on the bench, chewing sunflower seeds, swinging a bat. He didn't win it, and he was a great player in his career. So, yeah, J.D. Martinez, he finished fourth, actually, in the AL, which is very good. Just behind Ramirez, and, I mean, did he have better year than Ramirez? Probably, probably, same, probably same thing, just hitting. Probably a better hitter. He definitely had... A great year overall, but I mean, when when you just sit on a bench for half the year, and he had 200 at bats playing right field, he had a, over 100 at bats playing left, so he did play the field. Which technically, and as I said, there's guys who've won MVP, being a DH and an outfielder or a first baseman, but he, I I don't know, it was just tough. It, Bats, I think if Bats didn't have the year, then he may have been because they both played for Boss and they both won the World Series. That definitely helps. That's how MLB is. They rely on that. Another guy I put on, but this is for the National League, is DeGrom. Everyone knows DeGrom had a, a career year. Probably the best year he'll ever have. I mean, hopefully he has keeps getting better. But, I mean, for he went, well, he went 10-9 for the Nets. Not a good record, but if you look at the team he played for, that's good. They said, it's a funny stat actually, he would have won 24 games if the Mets would have scored three or more runs. So they had to score at least three, right, for some or more. He would have won, he would have won 24 games. I think, it would have been, I think the actual number was 24 and three is what he would have won. Um, that's a great stat. He just played on a bad team. Um, 
That's pretty much as simple as it gets. He finished fifth. How can you be mad at that? Now, there is people saying he should have won the NL. Could he have? For sure he could have. He definitely could have won the NL MVP. But, I mean, again, MLB, there is times where they will give... Well, in, in the next topic, you you guys will hear it, but they're more or less rolling on teams that are dominant, teams that are good, teams that go to the playoffs. When you play on a team like that and you have a great season, you're pretty much guaranteed a chance to win an award of some sort. Right? If it's not Cy Young, if it's the MVP, if it's Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, it all depends, but that's how MLB has and they will be. Do I think DeRong could have won MVP? I think he could have. But did Yelich deserve it? For sure. Uh, so the next one, next award I'll be going over is the Cy Young. And I'll stick with the NL. Um, we'll just go in order here. we got Snell, Verlander, Kluber. One, two, three. All great pitchers. All aces. All deserved a chance to win. Before I go over those guys, I just want to kind of jump behind them and go to... A couple other guys who I thought had I thought had a chance to at least be finalists, but kind of had awkward seasons or different seasons. So one guy is Sale, Chris Sale. He he seems to always be in a mix. I don't know about if he. I, don't, I wouldn't say he deserved to be a finalist because he kind of had a down year. He was hurt twice in the middle of the year. Um, and then at the end of the year, he was put back on the DL. Did he pitch? Did he have a great year pitching? Sure, he had a great year. He did pitch well. He won a World Series. That could have helped him. But it wasn't enough because he was hurt multiple times. He didn't have... Of course, they always rely on the famous 200 innings pitch. Which, honestly, back to Snell. Snell didn't even have... He, I think he had 178 innings, which still great. But not 200. And he won it. Um, but yeah, that's another thing we kind of talked about. Uh, another guy I was going to bring up who had a great first half. Probably one of the best first halves that we've seen in a long time. But then died right off. That's Luis Severino. He had a great first half. Unbelievable. He was one of the most dominant swing and miss pitchers we've seen in a while. Looks like another Chris. Looks like a right-handed Chris Sale in the last couple of years. Louis Severino was amazing. Pitched well. All-star break hits. Flattened right out. He can't pitch. He can't make it to the third inning. He can't make it to the fourth inning. Um, there's issues. People think, and then of course there's speculations as as always, especially with internet and everything. Media. Media loves to ramp up stuff. There's talking about he's hurt, but he's playing through it. Was talking that he was talking about that. Well, there's there's things, there were stories, there were storylines where he was that Pedro Martinez, because they're both Dominican, and Pedro kind of helped Severino get going this year. They're saying that they're saying that Pedro Martinez knew what was wrong, but wasn't telling anyone, and then they would ask Pedro, and especially because he works for MLB Network. He'd say he didn't understand what what he was doing. He hasn't talked to him. They were saying that there was lying. There was a lot of there was a lot of speculations about Severino, and that's 
more or less, he didn't pitch well. He pitched awful. He got better as the season ended. Um, when he passed in that wild card game this year, I was terrified. I was terrified. I didn't think that they were. That I was. I had back flash. I you know I had flashbacks. I had, I had flashes of all of last year when he gave up three runs in the first, and how he pitched at the end of the year. I mean, if it was Luis Severino, if he pitched, if it was the first half, Luis Severino pitching the wild card game, I could have just sat back with a cooler, a beer, bag of chips, and. I wouldn't even broke a sweat unless I was getting up for more beer. Um, but no, he he was scary. He when they when they announced him as a starter, I was worried. I was saying, you know what, the Yankees might be one and done because they're going with Severino, who scared the living crap out of me. And the story, he pitched well. I mean, like I said, as the season went on, after the All Star break, every start he seemed to get better, which was good news. Um, enough about those two guys. We're gonna go back to the, fi- the finalists. So we, uh, I said Snell, Verlander, Kluber. Kluber, he's been a he's been a finalist multiple years now. He's actually won it a couple times. Um, Verlander, Verlander's a great pitcher. Seems to get he's one of those guys that seems to get better as he gets older, which is great. I mean, you just love to see guys that are in their mid to late thirties who can just dominate the game. Like for me, I'm young. I've, I I've only ever heard about Noah Ryan. I've seen footage of him. I've watched videos, heard many many stories. Um. Very interesting when you see guys that are that age, and can still dominate. And you know what? I hope he does good. It sucks that he plays for Houston, and I feel like there could be a few more playoff matchups. You never know. With Houston and the Yankees, but it's good to see this kind of stuff. I like to see these guys that are old and can still dominate the league. And we got the winner, the AL Cy Young. We got Blake Snell. He had a great year, man. He had a great year, twenty plus winner, which is now now rare because it's all about bullpenning. If you're gonna pitch it, that can make it to the fourth inning. It used to be the sixth inning. Way back, it was the seventh inning. <laughs> A few years ago, it was the fifth inning. Now it's the fourth. You can make it a third or fourth inning. You, you started the game. That's a start. Because all of a sudden, you get nine guys in the bullpen ready just to throw 102 clicks an hour. That's pretty fun. It's, it's a different game. Um, so, yeah. No, he definitely deserves that. I have no issue with Snell winning the AL. There was a lot of people saying that he shouldn't have won it because he didn't have 200 innings. You know what? He pitched on an above-average team. Who did almost make the playoff? Wasn't a playoff race at the end of the year. Won over 90 games. Tampa Bay did well. Snell did really well, and that's why he deserves it. Should Verlander won? He could have. Kluber, he could have as well. Um, but honestly, I have no issue at all with Snell winning it. Now we're going to go to NL. Um, this is a pretty easy one. To a point, I'd say. I want to say easy to a point, which makes no sense. But... I'll say the names. We got DeGrom, Scherzer, and Nola. Um, Aaron Nola pitched well. Had a great year for the Phillies. Definitely has a huge and bright future for them. They are just not ready to be a playoff contending team. Which I think may have hurt him a little bit. But he just kind of... He didn't have the it factor when it came to it. 
So, so yeah, Aaron Nola definitely has a bright future. Just, I mean, I, you look at the competition, and I go on about the team he was on. Has nothing to do with that. Has nothing to do with Degrom, or even Scherzer, because all three guys that are finalists didn't have playoff teams. He was just in a tough group to compete with. Uh, Scherzer, great pitcher. He's kind of like the Verlander. He's like the National League Verlander. The older he gets, the better he is. He's more dominant. He's the first time in how many years that we had a, we got to see a pitcher throw 300 Ks in a season, which is great to see as well. Um, definitely could have won. Had no problem with him winning it. Sadly, again, there's another guy named Jacob DeGrom, who just had an, a career year, as I said before. Um, he, the, Of course, there's always going to be speculations. There's going to be people arguing with stuff. Um, always going to be arguments. Fair enough. Everyone has their own free opinion to say whatever they want. He played on a horrible team. He played on a team... Where, as I said before, he went 10-9. If his team would have scored three or more runs, he would have won 24 games. Which definitely would have gave him the Cy Young, without a doubt. He had 24 votes, first place votes for Cy Young. The only other guy who had a first place vote was Scherzer. So, there you go. Um, but he went 10-9. He had a 1.70 ERA. Just a great season. Like, it's like, it's Sandy Koufax, Randy Johnson. Roger Clemens. And I know I include Roger Clemens. Sorry if that bothers you guys, but in the 80s, 90s, before the whole PED steroid using, he was a great pitcher. Um, let's kind of go over that there for that. We're going to move over to the NL and AL Managers of the Year. So we have to go... We'll start with the NL this time. I have a favor in the AL there the first little bit, so we'll go NL. So we got Brian Snitker, Craig Hansel, and Bud Black. All great managers. Um, Bud Black, I really think he's a great He's a very underrated manager, to be honest. He's always in this mix, always in the conversation. He's always managing teams that seems to be not good, but he always seems to can pull the extra, pull the cord an extra five feet, right? He can just get them to do a few more things. I mean, when he was with San Diego, it just wasn't ready. The team wasn't ready to succeed. Him with Colorado, though, he brought a team who definitely wasn't the most powerhouse team and brought him to the playoffs. I mean, they beat the Cubs in the wild card, who was, uh, to be honest, that was the most exciting game of this year's playoffs, to my opinion. Unless you're probably a Red Sox fan, then you'd have to disagree because they won. <laughs> But, uh, no, that's for sure. Craig Cancel, he's, he is like a crack. He's like on crack, I swear. He's a, you know, he, the way he manages is the most interesting way. I used to love, well, I still do. I like, I like Joe Madden. He's just an old school manager that loves the small ball, loves the, you know, double switches. I love that about baseball. That's why I love baseball, because it's all strategy. But, Craig cancel he would like when he went game five he just threw or sorry game six when he put Wade Miley he started one he started the game pitched one batter walked him got pulled 
Is that because he walked on, or is that because that was his plan? Is that what he wanted to do? Who knows? I thought that was a very interesting, weird, but cool move. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, so, you, you know what? To be honest, I thought he should have won the NL, but the first overall pick that won the, uh, the, the winner, Bronny Snitker, he brought a team, the Atlanta Braves, who was not a playoff contending team at all, into the playoffs. Yeah, they didn't go far. They only played four games there. They lost to get to the Dodgers. But you know what? You look at them, you look at the Dodgers. Dodgers were suit. They're, last year, they were one game away from winning the World Series. This year, they lost again. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think anyone was going to beat the Red Sox. But, you know, back to the Braves. He brought a team who was not good into the playoffs. Made them good. Made them better. And they have a very bright future. I like that. It's good to see. He definitely deserves an all manager of the year. Then we're going to go to AL manager of the year. There was This one doesn't upset me, but I was surprised. Uh, we'll start with, uh, we'll go over him here. We've got Bob Melvin. He won it. Alex Cora second. Kevin Cash third. Kevin Cash is just an evil genius. He literally, and no one ever talks about this, but he literally started the bullpenning era. Like, I'm not saying he deserves, he, he needs to get that granted to be his only, because he can't, but he invented it. He got bullpenning the thing. He's the guy that put Sergio Romeo, Romo, their closer, he'd bring him in. He'd start the game. He'd pitch the first inning, and then they'd pull him, and then they'd bring a starter in, and then he'd, he'd go from the second to the fifth inning or sixth inning, and then they'd bring another guy. I mean, it was just, it was evil genius. You never think about it. I'm not saying guys never bullheaded before. I'm sure guys have, but now everyone does it. That's how the playoffs went. It was very rare for a starter in this year's playoffs to go five, six, seven innings. So it was, it's just, I think this is the way baseball has become or becoming. So, Kevin Cash, he definitely deserves being in the conversation. Sadly, just like most of these guys, they're just their name is included with guys who are just crazy names, crazy did amazing things this year. Um, Alex Cora, that's why I said surprised. I thought he was gonna win it. I'm not saying I I'm not, I'm not upset. I just thought he was gonna win this. First year manager for the Red Sox, 108 wins. How do you how do you not think he would have won? Most guys in Vegas would have bet on him to win. Manager of the year. Just because of that. Because Boston is this year to the year before and the year before that. is pretty much the same team. The only difference is, is that probably, well, the obvious one. J.D. Martinez got signed this year. Who, if he's not on the team, are they a World Series champion? I don't know. He is one of the best hitters in the league. Dustin Bedroy got hurt this year, so that that hurts him because he's just he's their he's their captain, right? He's their, he's been playing for them for how many years? He's just a great player. He plays the game hard like it should be. Um, so yeah, I'm just that's why I thought Cora deserved it, but when I found out Bob Melvin won, no, I, I was not upset at all because he deserved it. He brought a team with one of the lowest payrolls. And brought him in the first of all into the playoffs. Uh, cool stat or fact, or not even a fact, it's just a 
the little thing I heard about the athletics from last year to this year, they improved 27 wins this year compared to last year. So you go 27 more wins, that's a lot of wins. That's a ton. That's a lot of wins compared to what you think, right? They won just over 90 games, so you think about that, you do the math. That's just over 60-some wins last year to this year. So, you know what? Hats off, Bob Melvin. You managed well. You deserve this award. Take it, right? You beat out a couple of good names. That's all that I can say. I'm going to skip back to the MVP for a moment. I found a cool stat here the other day. I was reading up on reading up on MVPs. As I said, I love to look about stats. Old, new, anything. Just, I love it. Um, it's about actually, well, it's not about, but it's around Mike Trout. Mike Trout, 27 years old. They kind of say he is the, well, people say Harper's the face of baseball. To me, Harper is, and this has come from me, Harper is the most overrated face in baseball. Trout is the most underrated face. Um, they both play for not... They play both play for above average or underrated teams, is whatever you want to look at them. So I don't think anything special. Who's more flashy? Harper's definitely the more flashy guy. Always showing off the hair, the eye black. Um, always in the headlines. Mike Trout just nonchalant, flies under the radar. Couldn't ask for a more better role model for baseball. If you, if there, and I'm sure this topic will come down down the road on my podcast for who is the best player. My opinion has to be true. Stats alone, it's already proven. I know they're both early in their career; they're both young, but it just shows. That's my opinion, and as I said earlier, everyone has their own opinion, and I love to repeat and blah 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 this and that. I'm just telling you how I feel. Everyone has their own opinion. Um, so anyhow, Mike Trout, 27. He has seven top four finishes. Okay? And the cool fact about this, six of those are top two. <laughs> um, I was just going to go down a list here. So Alex Rodriguez, Joe DiMaggio, they have six top four finishes. Mike Schmidt, Lou Gehrig has five top four finishes. Ken Griffey Jr., Pete Rose, Ernie Banks, Joe Morgan, George Brett have uh, four top four finishes. And then we got Ricky Henderson, Derek Jeter, Cal Rifkin Jr. have three top four finishes. Uh, first of all, Jeter leads that list. Every guy on this list is a Hall of Famer except for two guys. One guy who... Could be easily with his numbers, but, you know, the PEDs. And that's that, I guess. And then the other guy, betting on baseball. So, I mean, again, those numbers, Hall of Fame numbers. So every guy here has Hall of Fame numbers, which is pretty crazy. So I think you know what trend I'm going with. That was a fact. That was a little stat there I wanted to just record. Because I wrote, I found it there later this week, and I wrote it down on my paper. I just had to include this because I figured it was a really cool stat. 
Um, where are we going here? We're gonna go down. Here's the last one, the last award. This is the one I disagree with totally. I do not understand it, but everyone has their opinion, and these baseball writers of America chose one award that I thought was completely wrong, and I'll discuss my opinion. I'm going to start with the NL Rookie of the Year. We got Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, we got Walker Bueller. And we got this great kid from plays in Washington. Kind of came out of the woodwork, to my opinion. Is uh, Soto. He kind of reminds me of Gary Sanchez when Gary Sanchez got called up. And every time he stood, put his cleats in the batter's box, swung a bat, he was hitting a home run. That's what Soto did this year. Um, Acuna Jr. won it. Definitely deserved it. No issue with him winning. I mean, all these kids have bright futures. Um, to be honest, I thought any of them could have won it. Guy, I'm the guy. I'm surprised that I wouldn't say surprised, but I mean, thought it had a chance to win it was Bueller, and then he kind of came up later in the year, so that hurts you a little bit. Not too late, but he came up. wasn't He wasn't on the roster, so. Walker Bueller, he, uh, to me, he was probably the Dodgers' best pitcher in the playoffs. If he wasn't there, they weren't going to do well. They may have even struggled. They may not even got past Atlanta. And that was probably his first, that was probably his worst uh, series was against Atlanta when they played them in the divisional series. But when they were in the World Series, man, that kid was... He was pitching. He was he was looking like a Pedro Martinez. He was pitching. He was throwing the ball so hard. It was amazing what he was doing. And then to me, like I said, I think he helped the Dodgers at least compete to a point. Soto, like I said, he was like a Gary Sanchez there. He kind of just came out of the woodwork. And whenever he swung the bat, the ball was going over the fence. Getting racking up the home runs. Crazy stats. Great player. Has a very bright future. Acuna Jr., yeah, he definitely had a great rookie season as well. No issues with win him winning it at all. So that's kind of where I'm at for those guys. All have bright futures. All have a great chance to do something in the future for their playing careers. Um, AL Rookie of the Year. This one's a little different, a little interesting. This is the one where I'm biased and I'm very upset about. I think the writers, the voters did a horrible job. Did an awful job on this. But, I mean, everyone has their own opinion, so we'll see what happens here. Um, and two or three players actually were Yankees who have seemed to be very bright futures coming up here. But I'd like to see all three do well. Um... We have Otani, Andahar, and Torres. Um, Torres started out great, but got hurt. Kind of died off there at the end of the year. Didn't do a whole lot. Definitely deserved to be in the name listing, but didn't deserve to win the award. 
Okay, so to finish off this rookie of the year talk, um, so we talked about Torres. He had a great year, got hurt, kind of tailed off at the end of the year. Um, Andohar had a great year, definitely rookie of the year worthy. Uh, played well. Carried the team to be honest. If you guys didn't follow them, he definitely carried. Um, I mean, Judge was down and out. Um, he stood up. He did what Judge couldn't do because Judge was gone. Um, just had a great year. I, I mean, he broke records that were held from Joe DiMaggio, who a great player in his time. And in all time, the guy he was up against for rookie of the year, who I thought was and had had a crazy first year, did he deserve first rookie of the year? I I would say no, and that's a that's an easy hard no because here's why. His name's Shohei Otani. People call him the Japanese Babe Ruth, and obviously the reason for that. He hits and he pitches, not like a National League pitcher. He actually pitches, and then he's in the lineup the next day and he hits. He DHs. Over in Japan, he played outfield, but they didn't play him in any outfield positions this year for Anon. He did pitch, so he pitched 10 games, went 4-2, had had a 3-point ERA. So, an average ERA, but he only pitched 10 games, right? He he had, I mean, and this is why this part is so hard for me to talk I'm, try, I'm trying to do this without just, like, mumbling on about how he didn't deserve it. Because, you know what? If he would have pitched and hit all year without getting hurt or without missing much, much time, yeah, he would be a runaway. Um, But he was hurt. He, he didn't play half the year. He played... 80 games, which I understand, it's just under half, but he didn't play the whole season. Um, didn't even play the majority of the season. So, how does a guy who has, like, under around 200 at-bats, just under, do that? How? Yeah, I understand he had 20, I think he had 28 home runs. Which is great, but he didn't play. He didn't deserve. To me, he did not deserve rookie of the year. And I understand it's rookie of the year, not most valuable rookie. There is a huge difference, right? So he should have been in considerations. But if people would have looked at the looked at the voting system, he had twenty first place votes. Miguel Andrew had five first place votes. It was a landslide. He didn't. That was like, how does that happen? How does a landslide happen for a guy who barely played half the year? Didn't play half the year. Didn't barely play. How does that happen? And then, so I read into this. I have to, and I listen to a bunch of interviews and online radio stations, and I listen to the Yes Network, the Yankees Entertainment Station, and. And that's what they said. They're like, how does a guy who only played 
And that's where I heard the stat, is where that, the voting, which I could have seen online, but I heard it before I went online. Because I'd rather hear from an actual professional podcast or a professional radio station before I go online. Because there's so many people online, so many fake sources. And how does a guy who... How does a guy who played not even half the season is guaranteed it? Because that's what they talked about. He was, if he could walk up to the plate, if he could walk with his left and right feet and get in the batter's box, he was guaranteed a rookie of the year. Is what they said. Which sounds ridiculous, but it doesn't. It doesn't sound ridiculous because he won it. He won it with half with with no at bats. He won it with no you know barely playing, and he won it. It was given to him, and. Like I said, and I don't want to be biased. And, and if I was a Red Sox fan and this happened to me, I would be upset. If if this wasn't even a Yankees, and me being a Yankees fan, if this wasn't even a Yankees player, if this was someone for the Red Sox, for the Athletics, for the you know, for any American League team, even National League, right? That's where I am. Like, and there was guys, and I understand it's the internet. So, but there was there would be guys on Twitter, and they would say. Miguel Andohar deserves this. If they, if if he doesn't win this, then it's robbed. It's it's garbage. And I mean, shout out to those bums in Fenway Park because you know what? During the season, I can't stand you, but I appreciate you guys saying Miguel Andohar deserves this because it's the truth. These guys are real fans. These guys are saying this kid played his ass off from the first inning to the ninth inning. All season long, and he didn't win. So when you have guys like that, and I understand that means nothing to most people, but if you had a rivalry between these two teams, yeah, for sure, you're like, man, I, hats off, salute to you. I appreciate these comments because it, it means a lot, man. Any team that you root for when a player has a chance to win an award, you will want them to win. It's like your team winning the, a championship. You want your team to win the championship. You want your players to do good. So that's where I'm at. I just don't, I do not agree. And I've talked to many Red Sox fans. My uncle is a huge Red Sox fan, diehard. I mean, when they won in 04, I'm surprised. I mean, yeah, he, he. it wouldn't surprise me. Like most real diehard fans who dealt with the curse that just wanted to break down because why not? I mean, I would do the same thing if my team was in that big of a drought and they finally went out. So that's where I'm at. I talked to him. I talked to many people. I talked to other fans who aren't even Red Sox fans or Yankee fans. Just any fans of the game. And they said, yeah, this guy deserved it. Why the other guy won, I have no clue. And like I said, and they all said the same thing as I just said. If you would have played a full season, pitched, hit, played well, played above average, it's guaranteed. He gets 30 first place votes. Right, twenty-five first place votes. Whatever he wants, you know, it's just he deserved to win. But did he this time? No, he did not deserve this year. He did not deserve rookie of the year for how he played and where he played and how many games he played. Did deserve a chance to be a finalist? Sure. I mean, it's rookie of the year. There usually is only so many rookies that are available for this award. So I understand that, but. There's no reason. And I'm not and you know what? If he were to finish second and tour and beat up Taurus, I would not have said I'm not looking for two Yankees. I'm not looking for co rookie of the years. I'm just looking 
for the right decision. That's where I'm at. And that ends right there. It ends right there. The next thing I want to talk about, and I brought this up earlier, was a, a player who retired, had a great career, played for one team only, which nowadays is very rare, which I appreciate. It means that you're a, you know, you, you're on, you're an honest guy. You want, you're happy for the team that drafted you from day one, that they believe in you, so you believe in them. You want to give them your full 100% your whole career, so you stay with them. You work with them when you got to negotiate contracts. It just, it's cool. This guy, Joe Maurer, um, why I bring him up because he retired, is he a Hall of Famer? Some will say yes, some will say no. I just want to go over a few stats about his career and then kind of talk around there. He had 1,858 games played. He had 2,123 hits. He had 923 RBIs. And he had a career batting average of 306. That doesn't get any better. Especially for a catcher. I mean, and here's another thing. Catchers are great athletes, don't get me wrong. These guys are all great athletes, as a matter if you're an outfielder, infielder, pitcher, right? Even if you're a pinch hitter, pinch runner, you're a great athlete, you're playing in the big leagues for a reason, you're there for a reason. You're better than 99% of the people in the world because they didn't get there and you did. Um, before, I, before I say if I think he is or not, or if he is not a Hall of Famer, Here's just a few, and I only went. I only went by catchers, right? So I only went by catchers, and this is just. Oh, I forgot that he had he played fifteen seasons for the Minnesota Twins. If you guys didn't know that, I'm sure you guys did. Had a great career for them. Um, these are a, a handful of catchers, and I just went for guys that I mean that everyone would know. First name Yogi Berra. Uh. He played 19 seasons. He had 2,150 hits. Surefire Hall of Famer. And I mean, I'm talking about... It's a lot different now. I think this is a very weird scenario. Um, today, people talk about... You want to be in the Hall of Fame, you got to get 3,000 hits. Right? you got to get 600 home runs. you got to get... 2,000 RBIs, you know, or 1,500 RBIs. You got to get, you know, your batting average has to be over 300. There's many things they talk about. Well, you look at players 100 years ago. I feel like if you got 1,000 or 1,500 hits, you're a surefire Hall of Famer, right? Nowadays, guys get 3,000 hits, and then an announcer or fans will say, He's getting in the Hall of Fame. He got 3,000 hits. It's, it's funny how 100 years in 100 years, like, does that mean 100 years from now that you have to get 6,000 hits to be a Hall of Famer? Does that mean what that means? Which is crazy. Um, anyhow, I'm getting a little off topic because I said I always do. So Yogi Berra, he had 2,150 hits, played 19 seasons. Mike Piazza played 15 seasons, had 2,127 hits. Same amount of seasons as Joe Maurer. Um, had four more hits, career hits than him. 
and same amount of seasons. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, Johnny Bench, as most people say, he's the best catcher of all time. Played 14 seasons, so that's one less season than Joe Maurer. He had 2,048, right? So that's a few hits under what Joe Maurer has. Johnny Bench, Hall of Famer. So I just picked three Hall of Famers. Guys that, I mean, are pretty much guaranteed when I when you say Yogi Berra, Mike Piazza, Johnny Bench. You just, you know they have that jacket on them and they're at the podium talking about their career that one time when they retired, right, five years later. So do I think he's a Hall of Famer? For sure. I think Joe Maurer definitely is a Hall of Famer. It sucks that he didn't have a playoff career like some of these guys did that I mentioned, but he had a great career. And as I said, catchers aren't really known for going out and getting 200 hits every year. It's rare, right? They're not known for having 2,000 RBIs or, you know, 500 steals or, you know, their their job is to go out there and win the game with, you know, the pitcher. Make sure the pitcher wins the game. If the pitcher wins the game, they win the game. They've done their job. They go home. They're done. That's their job. They don't go. They don't try to go four for four. If they go four for four, great for them. Um, their job is to catch a game, call a game. You know, that's their job. They're the catchers. So yes, I believe Joe Maurer should be in the Hall of Fame conversation. I don't know if he'll be a first, first time, first ballot Hall of Famer, but I think he has a chance to be one. Why not? I think I just that's my opinion. As I said, everyone has their own. Um, kind of the last topic I wrote down, jotted down there was free agents. I mean, this one's more pitchers because there's a lot of pitchers, starters, relievers, a few closers out there even. Guys that could close that are just, you know, that nowadays there's not, you're not really determined to roll. And you even find this with starters. You find the starters aren't even guaranteed to be starters. And all of a sudden, halfway through the season, they're in the bullpen. Or especially once you get to the playoffs, if you make the playoffs. If you're a fourth, fifth starter, especially, you might not even be a starter. You might, you might just come out for a long relief, right? So, that's kind of... I'm talking about guys here that that I jotted down. So we got starters. We got uh, Corbin. We got Keiko. We got Hap. We got Morton, Evaldi, Gonzalez, Buckles, Harvey, Estrada, Fister, Pomerantz. I mean, there's a few guys up there that are definitely like two, three pitchers. I don't think there's really a number one. If you had to pick a number one, uh, I I don't know. I don't think there really is one. I mean, these guys are all two to four starters. I mean, Gio Gonzalez was a top starter for Washington, but he kind of tailed off there before he got traded, but he played well. He pitched well for Milwaukee, but Got used in many scenarios. Evaldi kind of came out of nowhere there. He had a surgery. Got traded to the Red Sox. Pitched amazing. Probably earns himself a couple year contract. Charlie Morton. Was kind of a no name. 
there and then goes over to Houston and then it's just like a it's like a good flu there. You walk into it there, you get the flu and all of a sudden you're Cy Young worthy. <laughs> Hap Hap was Hap was uh, a great pitcher all year. He he was great with Blue Jays and then the Yankees he was he really great with the Yankees. Um I the way he pitched was he was it reminded me of an old school where he just grabbed the ball, throw the ball. Grab the ball, throw the ball, right? You know, put the ball, give me the ball, I'm throwing it. And that's what he did. He pitched six innings, at least six innings, seven innings maybe, and then he's done. And that's just old school baseball. I thought that was great. Uh, Keiko, Keiko has a good chance to rake in some good money. Corbin, Corbin has a chance also. It's a, he's a solid two or three pitcher, number two or three in the starting rotation. He, he claims that he wants to pitch for the Yankees really bad, which I find... Funny, but he is from there. He's a New York native, so that may be explained. He's a big fan. His whole family's big Yankee fans, is what he says. It's kind of more than obvious that he wants to go there, but it's just that's that's then and there. Don't know what's going on with that scenario. Buckles, Buckles was. A, I I actually laugh. I was watching a game. And this was about midway through the season. All of a sudden, I go, that that picture looks familiar. Who was that? And they actually they said his name Clay Buckles. And I said, "Holy crap!" And, I, you know, and of course, you think of Clay Buckles. Well, you think of him with Boston, young Buckles. Didn't even realize he was still in the game. But he pitched with Arizona, and I mean, he actually had a good season there with them. So, there's a chance that a team will take a chance. Why not? A one or two year contract, a few million dollars, and see what happens. Matt Harvey was probably the biggest drama show. You'd ever hear in your life. It was literally reality TV. From him and the Mets. To all of a sudden going to. Cincinnati and. Pitching well. Uh, Estrada. As I said Estrada was a great pitch for the Blue Jays. Kind of tailed off. I didn't have a great year this year. But. I mean. They were not a competitive team. And. It's probably hard to get them motivated to pitch well every time. For a team who's not very good. Doug Fister has a chance. Didn't have same thing as same same as him. I didn't realize he was even in league or he was a starter, but yeah, he pitched well. Didn't have a great year as well, but a team will definitely take a chance on him. Pomerantz, who knows if he stays with Boston or not? As again, had a great year, but it's uh, it's hard to say. I'm kind of. Ending it here on time. I don't want to talk any much longer. I don't want to ramble on about all these guys, but I'll just name off the guys here that I found interesting for relievers. Um, Adam Odovini, for he pitcher for Colorado. He's actually probably one of the top relievers. Familia. He was with the Mets, but he got traded to Oakland there. He has a chance. Robertson actually is kind of an interesting deal because he's going out. He actually got rid of his agent. And he's going to be his own agent, which I find very cool. Slash, don't know how that, that might hurt you, but it's. I mean, it's cool. Pitched very well for the Yankees this year. A little bit older, so I mean, he's probably trying to just get his last contract and make sure he doesn't give up any more money to anyone else. Just keeps it to himself. Kimbrel Kimbrel is a top closer. People say he's the best closer in baseball. 
I I have to beg to differ because I don't find I find he gets very shaky very easily and I mean to be honest if I'm a manager or a GM that definitely scares me so I'm not going to ha- hand out my bank you know unload the vault for a guy like him who's can be shaky but I mean he's also very dominant so it's he had a good year playoffs a little different story Joe Kelly interesting scenario because he when he went over to Boston he came as a starter did that didn't work um kind of like the Sonny Gray for the Yankees actually came over did not work that was like a horrible horrible idea I mean, it was a good idea, but it, you say it now, it's a horrible idea because it just didn't work, but that's just how it works. I mean, some people can't handle the limelight for cer- certain cities. But back to Kelly. Kelly had a good year. He definitely will get some there. There's rumors he might go back to St. Louis, do a reunion there. Who knows? Miller. Miller has a had an off year there. Probably a year and a half of being off, not being Miller with Cleveland. Um, there's rumors he might do a Boston reunion, which would be interesting, since especially since that, that there's chances that Kimball might be doing a reunion with um, Atlanta, which is all these reunions happening. So I find it interesting. But Miller could be going really anywhere. But I don't think he'll get the money that he people think he will, just because of he was injured a lot the last year and a half. Kelvin Herrera, he used to, he was a big reliever there for Casey and their playoff days a couple years ago he will definitely load up I think somewhere I don't think he'll rake in the money but he is a great reliever he was great for Kansas City anyhow Aaron Loop for the Blue Jays very good lefty specialist not anything you use for a long time but he one of those guys that throws across the plate so it comes in from a far side there to lefties so if you're looking for a lefty specialist good Lefty there. Adam Warren. Played for the Yankees. Got traded there. Wonder where he'll go. He had an all-right season that i seen with the Yankees, but wasn't the Warren he was that I thought he was going to be for the Yankees, but he might. He would definitely get picked up by anyone. Ryan Madsen. He's older, but, I mean, the teams will definitely take him on a one- or two-year contract. He's got the experience. He had rough, rough playoffs. Um, but, I mean, you, you, you like a guy who has experience, he's older. Zach Britton is probably my favorite. Um, I have to say that I hope he comes back to the Yankees, because I just liked how we, I liked how we played. I liked who he is, I liked him as a player, I always liked him, so it's cool to think that there. Um... More or less, that's kind of where we're at. I think, oh, we have a couple more here. Uh, Cody Allen, he was a closer for the Indians. I think he'll be shipping somewhere else. I don't think he wants anything else to do with the Indians unless they just load him up with money. He's a great closer as well. Uh, Tyler Clipper's a funny story because, I mean, he's a guy that always seems to... He's a guy that plays on bad teams or 
plays some bad teams. Then he goes to a good team, and he's the worst player, but he always wins a championship, wins a title, wins something. And you just shake your, set, you shake your head, and you go, how? Right? You go over to his house, and he just has the mantle of all these awards, championships, or division series, or whatever, right? And then, that's kind of where we're at there. So, I have to say that if there's anything I missed, I hope I didn't. I went over this as much as I could. I didn't want to drag it on too long. Two more free agents, and then this pretty much ends it. Would be hitters. It's a Harper Machado. Where do they go? Do they earn three hundred million? Do they earn? Is there rumors? There's rumors that Harper earns four hundred million. Don't get me started with that. That is the worst thing ever. Um. At the end of that, I really can't go anywhere else. This podcast pretty much is over. I hope you guys have a great time listening to this. If you have anything, speak in, write in. Follow me on Twitter at around the title is my Twitter handle. Um, anything from that? That's all I got to say. Thanks, guys.